Avast ye landlubbers, this here be the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Yep. We we have just watched the episode. Uh Uh-huh. And tonight we'll be talking about moments, good and bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And also focusing on the wrong thing mm-hmm. makes you do silly things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes turns people into stone. Mm-hmm. And also, what's old is new again. Mm. We'll be talking about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's dive in. This is podcast episode 195, and we are discussing the episode The New Neverland. Mm-hmm. Season 3, episode number 10. Yes. And one more is left for the first half, uh, except for the little brief hiatus. Uh, So we've got one more to complete that initial arc Mm -hmm. of the first half of the episodes, and then we have a hiatus till a while. Something like January or so? I, I need to... It's okay. I'm sure you'll find that out and post it in show notes later or something. But yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, so tonight let's talk about the new Neverland. Okay. So is Eric, who works at the cannery, who also probably works with Sean, Mm -hmm. Ella's husband, fiance. Sean is Ella's fiance. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Father of her baby. Mm -hmm. So Eric, I wonder if he's a prince. In Storybrook, I know he works in the cannery cutting heads off the fishes. Yeah, but there really isn't a prince. There's no royalty in Storybrook, you know what I mean? But, yeah, we didn't... You know, that was interesting is Belle actually became what I would consider Emma. Because in season one, she brought people together over and over and over. The the Hansel and Gretel and the father and different people. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Belle was kind of filling that role and bringing Ariel to Eric. And I thought yeah. that was kind of sweet. You know, that there was a really, there's a lot of nice moments in this episode. And that was yes. one of them where Belle yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have the, and well, I. And what she was doing is doing exactly what Snow was trying to do when she first met Ariel in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's right. So she was fulfilling that role. Correct. The That's, matchmaker is, kind of role. The encourager. Go go talk to him. Go talk to him. Yes. It was cute. And uh, the heels and the legs were fantastic. <laughs> I just got to say. I know. You're I, fond, uh, of, fond of Emily's stems. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And then uh, uh, Ariel's too. <laughs> when she's yeah. not in the water. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure she's got a great tail too. Mm-hmm. That didn't sound right. Anyhow, so... Moving uh, right along. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so the return of the victors from Neverland was kind of like the uh, first e- or the broken episode, uh, season two, episode one, where mm-hmm. we have this, everyone's coming together. Right. And right. Uh, cheering and hugging and, and all that. Right. Old home week, reunion. But it also uh, reminded me of... Um, a uh, friend of mine was in the uh, Navy, and I went to go see him come back from mm. uh, one of his stints on the boat. And it's a you mean on the ship? On the ship. It's a naval ship, not a boat, right? Me. But it was a, it was a very very um, cool um, celebration. Mm-hmm. And, and when the boat came in, they were standing on the side, and it was the ship. The ship, dude. But it I'm was, just uh, saying. I know. So anyway, it was it was very My similar. My grandfather was Navy, so I have to, you know, yeah. it's a ship. But it was similar to mm-hmm. that when they were coming off the boat, 
Well, the ship. ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not even talking about the end of the episode yet. No. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, when they came down the plank... Everyone was cheering and hugging and, and all no, that. That wasn't the plank. That was the gangway. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You know what? Because, uh, again, naval, my grandfather was in the Navy. But, yeah, I know what you mean. And it was very much like it was homecoming. It was it was like, you know, when, when our soldiers come home. I watched my brother-in-law come home from the Marine Corps yeah. um, from Desert Storm back in the early 90s. Yeah, that's how old we are. So... Anyway, so I remember watching that, although he wasn't, in, he was Marine, but it was, he came off the plane. It was very similar. It was really cool. It was very similar to a walk of the red carpet as well. Yeah, it kind of was. And now everyone, Lee Ehrenberg. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, they were, you know, but Lee wasn't on the boat, but I mean, you, you get the, the idea. Everybody <laughs> was coming off. Ah, uh, wow. Anyhow. So anyway, it was very sweet. Yes. It was very sweet. It was a very neat moment to watch them all come down. And I loved especially watching, you know, um, when Wendy came out off yes. the ship. Yes. And her brothers were... Were so excited yeah. to see her. And she was... You could see she was, you know, excited, but at the same time a little, you know, nervous because, you know, I don't know if she knew what to expect. And then when they saw her, is that really you? Well, they, And they had a full darling family hug. They did. It was for very the parents. sweet. Well, so, yeah. obviously. But that was very sweet. And, and then, of course, then folding Bay in the whole hug thing. That yes. was really, that was fantastic. And um, so how will the Lost Boys fit in? That's how, that's the question that I wondered. Where would they be staying? We didn't really see a lot of the rest of the Lost Boys. We saw some of Felix, but not. We saw them coming off the ship. Right. But we didn't see the, you know, rein, them being reunited. But I thought I heard some of them say, Mom, Dad. Uh, I, so I did not hear that, that again. but okay. I have to watch it again, but I'm almost positive I thought I heard them saying that. So if that's the case, and their parents were there, so keep it, keep in mind these are first thoughts. Right, we will miss things. I assure you. Right, I promise you. Right, we will miss things. Right. I will also mispronounce words and call <laughs> things by the wrong name. I promise you that as well. <laughs> All right, so Rumpel and Bell, uh, their reuniting was very, oh, very neat too. It was, it was, uh, it was very neat, and and, and Rumpel, Rumpel was kind of he 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 knew that he was kind of in trouble, so he said, "That's the last time I don't listen to you." Yeah. So he's he's learning uh, about how to be in love and and how to kind of share a relationship and yeah. and it's a give and a take and you're not in charge you know no. and a relationship right. is it's half and half and and sometimes it's three quarters and it but it is you're learning and it was neat to, yeah, to see him it was um learn that it was really cool um and bay coming over to um rumbell mm-hmm. rumble and bell and him kind of greeting his new stepmom pretty much you yeah. know i mean it was just it was it was neat and what's interesting about that whole dynamic of the group is it's not really segmented because bay fits in with the darling family mm-hmm. bay fits in with rumple and bell mm-hmm. and, and 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 on and on i mean right. henry fits in with regina henry fits in with the charmings right it, it's an in, interesting dynamic to kind of watch the whole thing yeah it uh, is. come together so Bay handed Rumple his cane, and Rumple said, "This is a reminder of the man I was." And I was thinking of the bottle of McCutcheon whiskey mm. that was like Bell's other life right. as Lacey, mm-hmm. because it wasn't too long ago when uh, she wanted a drink, and he poured her a drink out of that bottle. Yeah, and I remember the the scenes with Ariel and Bell. And that bottle was there, and it was like, ooh, that's a reminder of yeah. who she was. Right. And um, so the cane was a reminder of uh, Rumpel's old life. Mm-hmm. But I wondered if the limp was gone when he walked off that boat onto Neverland. Yeah, he didn't use he it. He didn't need it. No, he didn't need it. He, he used it to kind of spin around on the boat as a, I don't know what, but that was the last time he used the cane right. on that boat. Right. And so I'm wondering why was his lip 
cured. I'm so. thinking because he embraced both sides. Okay. That's right. what I think, is that he finally embraced both sides of who he is. Okay. He that owned up to his who he is. Made sense. I, one of my questions. So, um, does Eric remember anything? I, you know, I, I guess with the with the border spell done again, and I see Eric doing menial work, I'm just kind of floored. I would have expected that as season one, where you see people do kind of the opposite sort of, of what they were or something. I, I think that, yeah, he knows exactly who he is. Okay. I think they all know who they are. They absolutely do. But, like, they were told, look, we're both. So okay. while we're here, you know, do whatever, you know, maybe it's whatever makes them happy. And since there is no such thing as royalty, and I mean, think about how many royals they actually have in Storybrooke. Right. When you think about it, there's all kinds of princes and princesses are all over the place. So who's really going to be the one that's ruling? Nobody. Yeah. So I think that they realize that and they say, okay, well, I've actually enjoyed doing this for the last 28 years. So... I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep doing it because maybe that's all they know. And again, you know, Eric being a fisherman or working at the cannery, whichever one he does, because he's clearly working with fish. Maybe he enjoyed that. And there was some part of him that, you know, made him feel like he was close to Ariel because, you know, he didn't know why. There's probably some of Ariel that doesn't like him gutting fish and that kind of thing. So she's not a fish. She's only part fish. Right. Uh, So there was no one to meet Regina. Right. And we had what I would consider a a shot very similar to season two, mm-hmm. where you know we had everyone coming in and yay, yay Henry and yay, 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 and then she's alone. Yeah, and I, so. I I felt bad for her because I'm thinking to myself, you know, she's standing there and nobody's happy to see her. Right. You know, nobody's. Wow, Regina, that's awesome. Until Snow speaks up. Yes. And gave her part of the credit uh, for, you know, and and some people feel that she should get more than part of the credit. But anyway, Snow did recognize her. Say, look, we would not be here. Right. Unless Regina had a hand in, you know, the rescue. So, you know, she is a part of this. And I really thought that that was the difference between season two and season three In season mm-hmm. two, they would have just said, you know, we're going to leave her off on her own and then right. that's it. And then she would start to seethe and all that. Uh, Regina would, but I think it's different now. I think they've, they've worked together. They, they understand all the strengths and, and all that. But uh, no, I, I thought it was a great difference. I did want to say one more thing about the whole darling thing. Okay. It's Michael said, uh, it's time to go home, all of us. Mm. And I was wondering if Bay might be asked to go. I would be very surprised if he wasn't. And so, you know, that could be if Hook continues to woo Emma, that Bay may go with the darlings and say, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I love Henry, but. It looks like, you know. So uh, anyway, just a thought that went through my mind. Yeah. But, all right. So. But but back to the whole Regina being, um, mm-hmm. you know, when Snow gave her the credit, I think the interesting thing is that Regina seems to have put aside her need for revenge on Snow and Charming. I think that they now have a common goal. And because of that, and because they did have a common goal, I think that's why she's able to do it so easily because she realizes that there's more important things in life. And Henry is definitely that. But it was real interesting because Regina, for all her, you know, regalness, she very much reminded me of a very timid, very shy, scared, uh, you know, teenage girl on her first day of school at a new school being mm. called out, you know, as the new kid in school. Yeah, she when had her, yeah. She had that just kind of that, mm-hmm. you know, slightly fearful look in her eye. You know, Lana played it off to perfection of, yeah. as usual, but she, she just very much was like, whoa, kind of like, wait, what? And it was almost like she didn't want the attention. Yeah. So it's a it's a real different, interesting shift with Regina. 
um, really enjoying it. Really enjoying that. Yes, indeed. And um, we will continue talking here. Snow was uh, very upset um, after the wedding and after Regina uh, proclaimed the I will destroy your happiness. Right. The flashback was and, an interesting it was an interesting um one cuz I'm thinking to myself where where are they going with this? At first I was like, "Wait, are are we going to see something we just weren't going to see before?" So, it was very interesting. Um it took me a while to kindly kind of get a grasp a grasp. Well, I can't even talk tonight. Dude. See, I'm trouble too. <laughs> it took me a while to get a grasp of what where they were really going with it. And once I saw that, that was real interesting. But yeah, I yeah, Snow was really really angry, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, seriously, you just got married, and that's where you're going to go with this. Well, I I like it because they're really trying to show a very different side of the Snow White than we're used to seeing in the cartoon. And I get that. I, I, I get that the snow and once upon a time will pull a sword, shoot an arrow. She's oh, not yeah. afraid of much of anything. Right. But uh, what I really enjoyed was, because I've been in that situation uh, a number of times, is Charming has a way to calm her down. Yep. And Charming not only calmed her down, but he also calmed Emma down. Yeah. And he's very, very, very good at it. As a matter of fact, and I hope I don't repeat myself, and I probably will, there was a section where uh, Snow is saying, you know, uh, do, are, are you sure about this? And he goes, look, you know, I fell in love with you the day on a toll bridge when you hit me over the head with a rock. Yeah. I know what I'm getting into. And so it, it, it was very interesting to hear from Charming that he – he not only gets it, he gets snow, but he also is is really well-crafted at relationships with people, especially females who are upset. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I don't know, it was just really interesting to kind of watch him uh, tonight. He, he wasn't a father-knows-best sage of all sage. It knows everything. But I think he he knows how to talk his way within a lot of really different situations tonight. It was uh, um, high emotion uh, with the evil queen <laughs> stalking you, trying to destroy your dreams. So right. anyway, and it was interesting because he did point out to her pretty much from the beginning, look, going on her honeymoon is the way to right. defeat her. Mm-hmm. She wants to steal our happiness. If we don't, Go on our honeymoon. That's stealing our happiness. So that's letting her win, and that still didn't get through to Snow for some reason. And that kind of reminded me a bit of uh, you know after strange after nine eleven, they said you know the best way to kind of defeat our enemies is just to live our life, right? And it reminded me of we are both, right? You know, don't run, right? Stay here, right? computer program eat frozen burritos do what we do here right, right. and so it's the same thing uh you know that charming said there is you know the best way can the best way to defeat her is to live and love and go on with our life right but right you know she's a she's a spitfire and i i understand spitfires yeah you All do right. don't you i do uh indeed <laughs> uh so um the Summer Palace. We haven't heard that mentioned since, I believe, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. When she was heart talking to the Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. She mentioned that's where I went. Heart of Darkness is when she went crazy snow and tried to kill the queen. Right. But, but I also thought that she was talking to the huntsman about that, about the Summer Palace. Possibly, yes. It's been mentioned before, and I'm glad we finally saw it, because that was one of the questions that I had. Yeah. Where is it? What does it look like? How is it different? It's a pretty palace, a lot of uh, violet, and so, anyway. Yeah, it was very light and airy summer palace. Yes, and uh, old Grumpy did the old, well, it's thin masonry, so I hear what you're talking about. Masonry, yes. Yeah, hey, right. Mason Dixon, I don't know. All right. So uh, Grumpy was, you know, I think 
the whole seven dwarfs things are always going to be a pain and charming side. They're the they're the brothers that won't let up. You know, he's doing Possibly. his best yeah. to keep up with everything, to love the woman he loves, even though she gets upset, even though she sneaks around behind his back and gets into danger, yep. and he's got to go figure it out and rescue her. And and but those seven dwarfs, I think, are problematic for old Charming. Well, I, I think the reason why is they're still very protective of her, mm-hmm. and it, that's a nice thing to have because they're a great asset to her to keep. You know, when he's not around, Charming, they're there to help her out and keep her safe. Right. But I think that yeah, when he wants his alone time with her, it's kind of tough when you got seven right. brothers that are there to kind of. I didn't see them going in with Medusa. That was charming. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. But that's because Uh she tricked him into going to the summer house. Right. Right. Uh, So, and this is the way I'm going to call it, and I'm probably going to mess this up too. Pan slash Henry is, it, it goes the entity inside and then the body it inhabits. So, Pan Henry. That's what I'm going to call. I saw a hashtag Panry. Panry. Okay. Well, I didn't start <laughs> it, so I can't. So anyway, uh, okay. Pan Henry wants to punish Felix as a kind of a, well, we need to do this. So to play off like I'm really Henry. Right. And Which uh, is hilarious because would Pen, would, would Penry, would um, Henry really have done that? Yeah, but I think he was playing into, you know, especially Regina. It was like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. You know, and Charming, too. It was like, mm-hmm. Hey, we, got a, we got a lot of uh, jail space ready for this guy. So, no problem. Yeah, and I think the only reason why it worked is because Felix was kind of the most, mm-hmm. I mean, right. vocal of all of them against them and pro-pan. That was the first time we did not see a character in jail. In jail. Oh yeah. I mean, they just said, and then later on, uh, uh, Pan Henry said, "Well, and I got you. I broke you out of jail." But we never saw him in jail. Right. Never. Well, yeah. And it was actually Felix who said, "You broke me out of jail for." Anyway. Yes. Uh, so. When Rumpel and Belle spent, there was another scene and Belle was kind of like, um, well, what now? You, you know, you've, you didn't kill Henry. You know, you rescued Henry. You you did the right thing. And he wasn't your undoing. Right. So what now? And to me, Belle was kind of like charming in that she has a way of calming Rumpel down. And kind of um, when when Rumpel goes off the rails, she has a way of kind of putting him back on the rails and right. say, you know, look, I, you know, all these things you were worried about, you need to not worry about. Mm-hmm. What about us? What about the future? What about life? You know, mm-hmm. so it was very similar to kind of charming uh, in this episode. So, yep. All right. Uh, and Rumpel chooses a future with Belle yep. over power over everything the yeah. dagger oh yeah and then and then the, the two questions i have in huge capital letters i wrote in my notes where is rumple's shadow right and where is rumple's dagger yep i don't want where where are they yeah we don't know okay so we don't know i mean there was a time in season one where you have to write all these things down and they will come back and but but it we don't know will. anymore oh it, it will come so. back into play at some point but the question is where and when right okay so uh neil um emma had a line where neil hid henry's book in his neil's room hmm it's yeah. for safekeeping right I thought i was kind of i don't know uh hook is backing off Hook is playing the Roni card <laughs> because I always was like, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of back away. I'll let all the other cool, suave dudes get in there. 
and just try, you know, to get what dates and whatever and I'll hang back. And then when the smoke clears, then it's just me and the other person. That's how I've always been. Mm -hmm. And it's, it has worked many times. So before me, before you. Yeah. So, uh, until me, that's correct. But not after. No, no, I, I can't work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I work on staying out of trouble. Uh, so anyway, but, um, but hook, you know, he says, I'm backing off. And then Neil, you know, got some beer in, in his hand. He goes, well, thanks dude. He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. you know, because this is not going to work to your favor because you left her. I didn't. Right. And so, I mean, he, he, he's, he's doing well. Old Hook. He, he, Hook is smart. Yeah. Devish, devilishly, devilishly handsome. Devilishly handsome. Yeah. Mm, he's certainly. And Hook's in for the long haul. Yep. Yep. All right. Hook's not, Hook's not a quick trip kind of guy. No. And, and I think, I think now, Hook is a lot like Rumpel in that he's making decisions for the long haul for the future. Mm-hmm. And he's really thinking now. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting is um, people making decisions away from revenge, away from bad, right. now for good. You know, Regina's choosing Henry. Right. Instead of revenge for the most part. Right. And uh, so is Hook. Yeah. And, and he... And it's it's interesting because that Rumple too, and and because Hook was driven by that revenge for Mila, yeah. and now you know he he told Emma in the Echo Cave, yeah, I didn't know I could love again, yeah, you know, ah, such such emotional sweetness in the episode. All yep. right, uh, so. The Regina Tinkerbell scene was very, very cool. Mm-hmm. This, this is not the Regina in season two. Nope. I like certain shimmers of her in season two. I love the apology outside Granny's with her and Emma. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great, great moment uh, that we rarely seen. But I love the Regina in this episode oh, yeah. where she aligns herself with Tink, stands up for Tink. Yeah. This is this is not an this is not a Regina we've seen before. No, and I really, true. really liked it a lot. Yeah. And um you know, standing up to her with blue. Yeah. Give her wings back. She helped us out. You weren't there. Yeah. You need to do this. No, I don't have to take orders from you. Like, look man. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, and and it, and it was neat seeing an evil queen. Yep. Be kind. And really kind of um, goading somebody else to be kind, too. It was really, really, you know, I mean, there's a lot of body switching in this episode. And to be honest, I was like, who's in her body? Who 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 is in uh, Regina's body? I, <laughs> I liked it, though. I really did. No, it was very it was good. Just something so different. I've never seen. I did before. like. I did like the fact that she's kind of almost making amends for how she treated Tink earlier. Right. I don't think anyone. I mean, you know, like I said, we we did see Regina apologize for mm-hmm. that moment mm-hmm. in season two, but we rarely see that in this in this show. It's kind of oh, like man. people don't like to apologize and say they're sorry. Well, I think because so. that's human nature. Yeah. Nobody but, likes to have to say you're sorry because right. if you're saying sorry, you did something wrong. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. nobody likes to admit that they did anything wrong. True. I mean, so, it never feels good to have to say, gosh, I'm really sorry I did that to you or I didn't do that for you or I didn't, you know, or I did whatever. It, it's not fun to have to admit you made a mistake. Right. I think that's just human nature. So it is really cool to see Regina, you know, make that step towards. Being somebody they can actually all really count on and actually look up to. So the the whole Tinkerbell situation, I think, is the opposite of what we read about in the story or the the cartoon or Hook, the movie Hook. Um, is that we have a number of people that believe in Tinkerbell, but Blue said you don't believe in yourself. Right. So if I believe in you, it's not going to matter anyway. Because I kept why waiting. Should I, why should I believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? Yeah. Right. Well, and I I was kind of honestly. 
a little perturbed with her. She almost like doesn't seem to have any like Blue's supposed to be this wonderful sweet fairy who's supposed to be helpful and help everyone and kind and she just didn't come across as being very kind hearted towards Tinkerbell at all. In fact she called her green. Right. Right. And Regina goes, her name is Tinkerbell, which I was like, wow, go Regina. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, give her her wings back. And I can't, I can't do that. What are you talking about? Uh, you have no idea. She was very helpful. Well, she doesn't believe in herself. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, Blue told Nova, don't fall in love and, you know, basically marry Grumpy. Because right. you will ruin his life and your life. Your destiny lies separately on a separate paths. Right. But uh, Tinkerbell was the one to defy that yeah. and say, "I'm going to do what I want." And in the end, and the irony know, is, is that like with Nova, for her to be with Grumpy would have been a very selfish act because, again, it was something that she wanted for herself. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I'm just saying right. that would be considered a selfish thing. Whereas Tinkerbell, everything she was doing was trying to help other people. Right. And yet that still got her nowhere. In fact, it got her it got her wings taken away. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that her trying to help people was the thing that, you know, instead of getting her a better position, so to speak, in the fairy world, it actually backfired on her. Yep. Which is really kind of unique. Unique, for sure. Uh, Neil has a hard time asking out Emma. He just has trouble. Because Emma just constantly busts his chops. Emma sees all through the smoke. Are you asking me out? Uh, Well, uh, maybe. You know, everybody gets hungry. uh, And tomorrow, if we're going to get hungry. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get hungry about noon. About noon. And it reminded me when Neil said, I will wait for you here at Granny's at noon. And if you come by, you come by. And if not, and it reminded me of Eric telling Ariel, I'm going to wait for you. And if I see you, you can come with us. Right. And it was another never been kissed kind of a moment Mm -hmm. where, I mean, I always say that because I know that it was a pretty pivotal moment, you know. That movie, yeah, but it was. It, it, we've seen it a lot of times in other films too. Uh, so charming carried snow over the threshold, yes, for their honeymoon in the summer palace, yes, and um, kind of, kind of a tradition, I guess. Yeah. Well, it is carrying someone over the threshold is a very traditional wedding thing. And snow basically pulled the old kind of flim flam with charming. Where she goes, I'm glad you talked me into this. But that's not the case at all. She right. talked him into it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the old, make the guy think it was his idea. And then you could do whatever you want. Because, you know. Right. Just, yeah. Well, and the fact that he starts going after her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, 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 wait, wait. Well, the, the, the coy mm-hmm. snow uh, was kind of. Uh, obvious. Obvious. And it was. um you know, a little bit nice. It was, you know, okay. Kind of, yeah. Playful. Playful, yeah. Yeah, so. that's all fine and dandy, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Snow, not only, you know, I mean, when she told Grumpy, there's something at the Summer Palace that will help defeat me Regina. defeat Regina. Yeah. You know, and we all kept thinking it was the creature that lived in the cave. We'll talk about that cave in a minute. Um, but actually, I think what she meant was the box with the bow and the sword and all that kind of stuff. No, so. actually, I think she meant she knew it was the creature in the cave. All right. Well, she she went for the box and right, got the bow and the arrows. Get, and she the, had to get weapons mm. to defeat the creature in the cave. Yeah. I think it was all part and parcel. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, Snow tried to sneak out and Charming was playing a father before he was a father yeah. and just kind of met her on the road like, really? You're t- okay. Be- <laughs> I I know you. I've been around you. And you think you're going to outwit me? I don't think so. So um, 
But uh, Medusa lives in a cave, and the cave uh, has an opening like uh, the vault, Regina's vault, and then inside it looks like a church or something with a fireplace in the back. It's I don't know. It's ruins of a temple. Okay. She said cave. And I, was I know, but that's because remember the legend said it was a cave. So, of course, you naturally think of like a, you know, a rough natural creation. And those servants in her palace talked about a lot of different things. They oh, talked yeah, they about Rural Gorum. Yep. They talked about this Medusa. Yep. They talk about a lot of different things. Absolutely. But the one was not the right one. It was Cora. Well, of course. And the. All right. Yeah, the cave itself is really, it would look like the ruins of a temple. So Medusa, if you cut off her head and other people look on it, they will turn to stone. Right, because her head is still, has the magical magical powers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that falls in line very nicely with the legend of Medusa, by the way. The real legend of Medusa. Who had a song called Turn to Stone? Do you remember? Uh, I'm going to guess the Beatles or the Who. No. Okay, I don't know. That. ELO. Okay, would not have guessed Turn that. Turn Okay. Um, no. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Charming was the the best boyfriend, fiancé, husband, where he said, I know it's crazy what you're going to do, but I can't let you go alone. I will go with you. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying... You're not doing that. I'm going. I'm going with you. And I think that's the that's the new edge of this uh, this show. Right? These are strong women. Yeah. Because in the old days, it would have been ho ho ho. You're not going there. You're not putting yourself. I'll go and I'll get <laughs> almost dead for you. It's like no, we'll, we'll go together. Well, and I think that was so. where that was the conversation of of what you're talking about earlier when he said, "Look, I knew what I was getting into." Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not going to be able to talk you out of this. So, I I have to say, I mean, there's a lot of really fun things that you can do uh, on a honeymoon apart from that and those. But uh, this is the most adventurous honeymoon I've ever seen. Let's face Medusa. You know, <laughs> let's do that. That's yeah. really amazing. You know, yeah. it's kind of like. Let, and then after that, Yagwai and all these. Let's have really adventures. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. So. Anyway. Well, based on what the description was, if I hadn't seen the opening credits um, with the Medusa in it, I would have probably thought they were going after Yagwai. Yeah. Yeah, because the Yagwai had a weird looking cave, too. Uh-huh. It looked similar. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, no, just because the legend of this creature that. Right. And then mm-hmm. she started describing it. I'm like, okay, this that's where the Medusa comes in. It's Nessie. They're going after Nessie. Okay. So <laughs> did you see Hook stop Sneezy Sneeze with his hook? No, I missed oh, that. Oh, my God. That was funny. Okay. I that totally missed funny. that. Yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah. <gasps> it was great. Oh, my God. So Hook is now acclimating himself. Um, where's Tiny? Hello. I know. Where's Tiny? Where was he? See. Okay. Uh, well, does he work for the cannery too? Did you see Archie? I didn't see Archie. Uh, no. I didn't see Archie. I did not. Maybe see Tiny's Dr. talking whale. to Archie about. Nope. Didn't see whale. Didn't see Archie. Shrinking. Yeah. Didn't see Tiny. Know. Didn't see Marco and Geppetto. I mean Geppetto and Pinocchio. Yep. Where were all the people? Working on other projects. I don't know. All right. No Hansel and Gretel. Yep. yep. Well, they've been gone for a while. Catherine and the... Yeah. Whatever happened to guy, The guy. Abigail and Frederick. There you go. All right. Uh, it was really, really neat to see the two moms working together, mm-hmm. Regina and Emma. And uh, it was really, really cool. Uh, I, I really... You know, I mean, that's what I really enjoy about this is the the group dynamic and they're all working it out and and not forever we'll we'll get to that but it was just it was nice to have that moment it was a good moment and i really i liked it i liked when regina told henry let's go home yeah for us it was the second time because we heard her say it last week right let's go home to the baby to the baby Yep. Uh, so Pan slash Henry and, and the Regina scene when he 
when she tucked him into bed was probably my favorite scene in this episode. Yeah. I really loved the fun, nice, kind mama Regina. Mm-hmm. It was just happy to just have her beyond great. Happy yeah. It was just so, so neat. And, and how it was kind of uh, a little season two after she stopped using magic where she goes, magic isn't the answer. Right. We, we need to, we need to take care of this without magic. And, uh, so, uh, so the shadow, um, and I, I put sweet mom, so it was, mm-hmm. she was sweet. Yeah. Um, and, but the shadow escaped from the, uh, the sale, the sale. I, I, which, how? which, I don't know. no, Peter's Peter Pan Henry, he said it's time. And that's when the shadow okay. came off. All right. Okay. Because remember, the shadow is controlled by Pan. Right. It's his shadow. He controls it. So the fact that he controls it meant that should have scared everybody. They should have gone to look at the at the dock to see what would have happened. So the shadow looked like the wraith in season two. To A little me. bit. You know, flying up and down the street and causing havoc and, yeah. and all that. So we'll just jot that down somewhere. Yeah. Um, so Medusa is immortal. So that's another immortal character we've heard yes. about. Mm-hmm. So. Which is funny because she's immortal, but you can cut her head off mm-hmm. and kill her. So tell me again how she's immortal. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I just it's a contradiction of terms, but anyway. Charming and Snow <clears throat> had a very tense conversation, and I have been part of those as well. <clears throat> when... Uh, I can't remember exactly what they were talking about, but uh, Snow said, so you're on her side then. Oh, he was talking about, uh, I thought he was talking about Regina. Okay, but but the, the fact is, if you're not on the side of the person that you're loving with there and you're in love with, you're in trouble. You need to be on their side. Because if you're not, it's going to be a, a really bad conversation. Well, it depends on who you're talking about. Like, we're talking about snow right now. Right. I know we're talking about snow. But I'm saying, you know, if you're making that general statement, you know, you, you got to kind of think in, in terms of, like, if I said something completely irrational that wasn't true or what have you, and you agreed with me just for the sake of agreeing with me, I wouldn't be very happy about that. Well, I would have to gingerly, I would have to go to the charming school of being charming. See? Yep. He's very charming. Yes. Um, and so Snow was saying that uh, she threatened, oh, that's right, um, because Charming was talking about, remember you saved her life, killing her isn't going to solve anything. Exactly. Oh, you're on her side then. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Because she said minute. killing her isn't going to solve anything. Right. And, and, and then all of a sudden now you want to kill her? Right. Turner to stone. He's like, that doesn't make any sense because it, it contradicts what you said earlier. So, and then she was like, oh, now you're on her side. And that, and that's another iffy thing is when you're bringing up a contradiction that the other person said a while back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, maybe, maybe it's not good. Um, but yeah, Snell said she threatened the kingdom, which is far worse. Right, because she had only threatened them first. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden, now she's threatening. Rumple created the elixir by gum. He did it, and uh, he he's and so everyone just questions him. Wait a minute. So there's nothing I have to do. I there's no you know favor. No no no. This is on the house. Okay. <laughs> all right. I loved that side of Rumple too. By the way. But then he said, "Now since we're on the family, though, if I I should come to you for a favor, right." Okay, Godfather. Okay, got it. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and I don't think he was looking to have him do something awful. I think he was looking for him to be to do a favor, like as in be his best man at a wedding to Belle or be. help him woo Belle into, you know, propose to Belle properly. Because remember, he loves going to him for romantic advice. So that's what I, I envisioned him, you know, what he was hinting around at when he said, if I should come to you with a favor. 
So uh, life is made up of moments, good and bad, and you focus on the good. And I would think, based on last uh, the last episode, we learned from the bad, hopefully. That is true. And, you know, it was nice, uh, charming kind of mentioning the bromance. He goes, what do you think? I'm interested in Hook. Yeah. And no, no, no. Oh, okay. I just, you know, that's that's what I thought you were saying, Emma. All right. So the shadow. Oh, Hook and Tink, boy. Hook was going in for something, and Tink was just not having it. Oh, yeah. She she just said, I, I have dignity, and you're not, no, Dude, it's not Hook happening. Dude, was a little drunk. Yeah. He was a little bit, see, rum. Rum is evil, it's bad. Rum makes good men do stupid things. Yep. Even if it has orange juice, it's still bad. Right? right. But isn't that what he told his men? Right. Rum is a vile, basically it's a vile drink, and it makes good men do stupid things. Yep. And uh, Tink was, you know, trying to trying to do the good thing there, and Hook's like, "Well, wait a minute." Yeah. All right, so uh, <clears throat> the shadow took uh, Blue Fairy's soul, or her shadow, or whatever that is. And I'm wondering, will Tink get her wings back by helping Blue? I hope nothing's bad with Blue. I hope this is a temporary thing. Well, the thing is that they basically said she's gone. Okay. All right. So I don't know how she could revive. Okay. All right. My thinking is how in the heck is she, how are they able to, how how could you kill the most powerful again? Yeah, you've got, you've got uh, the shadow from the, the rural Gorm. Blue fairy person, yeah. But where where so, is it? Where is it being kept? I don't know. There's no dark hollow, right? I don't know. So where is that shadow going to be kept? I don't know. But my question is, why doesn't she have magic? Why doesn't the blue fairy have freaking magic? She's the blue freaking fairy. I know. She's Rolgorum, the supposed most powerful being in all the universe. Yep. How in the world do you kill that? I think Tink's going to do something. I mean, it's possible, but I'm looking at that going, if the, if base, now let's just face facts. There was a rumor on the internet. Uh, Mm -mm. Let's not, no, let's not do that. Okay. No. All right. But I'm still going back to the whole question of why didn't she have magic to protect herself from, from the shadow? Okay. That's what I want to know. So Pan in Henry's body is learning a lot by reading Henry's book. Yes, he is. And Medusa sounds like the shadow and the wraith, the screaming. Screeching, ah, screeching noises, yes. And uh, Charming said, hey, like he said, hey, to the queen. And like Emma said, hey, to the dragon. When did he say that? To so, Medusa. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure. To, oh, that's right. To get her to distract yeah, her away yeah, from yeah. snow. Right. Yeah. So that's his go-to line. And well, yeah. Emma's, too. And Emma's, yeah. She picked that up from him. So Snow picks faulty swords. She does to, have to, a tendency. To go into these really important battles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she picked... There was a couple in the box, but yeah. she picked the wrong one. Yeah, apparently. Medusa's ugly. Uh, And you mentioned that uh, on Henry's book, the three letters that were highlighted were O-U-T. And it was interesting that Charming said we need to find a way out. Yeah. So, that's all. Huh. Uh, So, the shield came into play because it was a mirrored shield. Correct. It was covered in... Regina used that uh, to... Well, because the the when he threw it at Medusa, yep. it got um, the the covering, the leather covering, got peeled back. Part of it did, and that exposed the mirrored um, metal underneath. And that's when Regina used it as the mirror to talk to Snow. Charming got stoned. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, no, I mean turned to stone. Right. So, um, and. And then I started thinking about 
before the ending, I said, so Pan is in this new Neverland. I was thinking about the title of the episode because mm-hmm. Storybrooke is new to him. Right. Um, um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Right. And again, I didn't know the end at that point when right. I wrote this. It was sad to see the old mom war again. It was just sad because they were doing so well. And then Regina and Emma had their little kind of spatty spat. You know, it's like, oh, man, come on. Come on, y'all. You know, because Emma's like, you know, keep an eye on him. He's not right. Right. I will know when he's right or not. I've had all these years of raising him. I know my son. Okay, no, I'm not saying that. Just, all right, fine. Just do whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so she takes him to the vault where it's probably the worst place to take him, but she thought it was the best cause that's where all her magic stuff was. Right. Exactly. Well, cause she believes that it's Henry. And promise not to touch anything. Okay. Yep. Uh huh. I won't, I won't do that. Uh, snow was, uh, talking to a statue. I don't know why I wrote that. Because Charming got turned into stone. And so right. she was talking to him saying, I'm not going to leave you. Cause he, oh, that's right. he could hear inside there, theoretically. Because, again, the whole discussion before they went in there was, well, what happens to the victims? Well, you know, if, if, you, if they're turned to stone, <clears throat> the only way to revive them is to kill her. So she had to figure out a way. And she knew she felt bad that he got turned to stone. <clears throat> So she was telling him, I'm not going to leave you here. I'm going to find a way to kill her. So like Abigail talking to the... Uh, Frederick. Frederick, mm-hmm. sort of. Kind of, yeah. With better results in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Regina was on the shield. We talked about that. And then the we used the reflected shield after she took the uh, leather off to have her see her own reflection. And then she turned to stone. Yep. Um, and so I, I just, I saw a lot of knitted caps and, and I, I wonder if Caitlin had knitted anything um, now cause I, she did for season one. There's a lot of things yeah. where she knitted yeah. certain things. Yeah. So yeah. I just wondered. There was a cap Emma was wearing and it looked, um, it's potentially homemade, but are handmade by, you know, somebody, but it almost looked like it was a commercially purchased. I know that they, not everything is handmade. They do have a lot of stuff that is, but some stuff they, you know, commercially purchased. So, but so, there were a couple of them that looked like they were hand knit. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they've uh, um, hired her to do that again. I'll have to check with her. So they went to the county line, the city, the border line, and Henry Pan was released. Yep. And I wonder if Henry slash Pan will fool Felix at a later point to defeat Pan. I wonder if that's going to happen. Because initially, Felix was leery of Henry talking to him. because I don't want what you have. You guys aren't going to win, whatever. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm Pan. Oh, oh, okay. So I wonder if, you know, Henry's going to, sneak over there looking like pan and say i switched my body back so you know we're we're good now so we're all gonna have fun together whatever possibly but in this new thing so yeah Hmm. all right uh so it was and and so snow with setting the you know snow said that the reason why she was focused on getting Regina is that she wanted to start a family and she didn't want any kind of distraction. She'd want to bring a child into the world. Right. With someone always chasing her, them and wanting to cause harm mm-hmm. and, and all that. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it comes back to the question that Emma asked uh, Henry Pan is, what did I tell you? When when did we Do you remember see? when we first connected? Right. That's right. Not when I first came to town, when we first connected. Where? Mm-hmm. Where did we first connect? And it was in the in his castle. Yep. And then 
she he said uh she said what did i tell you i want to give you your best chance yeah and what was interesting is she had a choice but but with snow and charming snow wanted to choose the time right and so you know it was kind of the same a little bit um but uh Rumple couldn't break into the vault, but that was that was some curse that that Regina put in there to lock it safe. Are right. you kidding me? Yeah. And Emma, because if it was easy to get in there, then it would have defeated the whole purpose, mm-hmm. right? Emma doubts a lot. Yeah, that's one of her biggest downfalls. I think asking questions is a good thing. Yeah, and I think. Sometimes doubt it is not um, power zapping from your destiny, whatever. But her doubt is all the time. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. if she got people saying you're the savior, you're doing this thing, you have magic and all this, and then she's like, I don't think I can do it. It's like, wow, okay. But you know, it's interesting to hear her little speech about being a savior. Uh, and basically she was saying the savior can't enjoy life because there's no day off. There's you're always on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get that, but, but it's just like, it's why superheroes there's no, frequently right? don't have families because mm-hmm. they don't have the luxury. They are not, their lives are not their own. And that's, that's, I mean, we've seen that in a lot of superhero stories. Mm-hmm. Cause if you have a family, it, it comes back to what do you do? You protect your family or do you protect, society as a whole right it's a lonely existence being a superhero yes and i think in this case for her she's finding that being the savior quote-unquote is it's a lonely existence and you can't take a day off nope so now we talk about the last part of which i'm nervous about i was a little let down it was kind of like re-gifting a curse i don't like it I don't like the idea that Pan is going to recast the Dark Curse. I don't think he can do it. Uh, even though I saw the promo for next week, I, I, I saw it, but it was like, I don't think he can do it. Here's why I think there's two, two things that are going to make this real interesting. I agree with you. I'm kind of like going, wait, why... why? Why would we recast the curse again? Mm-hmm. Tell me that again, because there's so many other directions we could go with this. And I'm struggling to see why this would be a good option. There are things to think about. But the fact that he wants to do it, what do we know about the curse? Well, it takes away everybody's memories and, and all that. Correct. So. It sends him someplace else, takes him to... Or I don't even think that it sends them someplace else. I think it takes away all their memories. Mm-hmm. Regina's the one who moved them to a different land. Okay? Right. Because even Henry said, did you bring your vault with you? Right. So Regina moved everything to a, a totally new world. But here's the thing about the curse. Okay, two things we need to take into consideration before we panic about this turn of events. Number one. Magic is unpredictable right. in Storybrooke, right? Right. So, would the curse, quote unquote, work the same way? I don't know. We'll see. Secondly, there is a very important element to the curse that I would love to see how they're going to resolve this. Do you remember what the important element is? Well, the heart of the thing you love the most. Correct. Whose heart's going to be the one that's going to get sacrificed? Right. Because who does Pan love the most? Right. I don't think he loves anybody but himself. So in order to enact the curse, in order to really just do damage, he'd have to kill himself, take his own heart out. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know. he has enough magic right now. I don't think he's strong enough. Yeah. I I just um 
I loved a lot of things in the on this episode. The ending section, I did not really like. So I'm I'm there you I'm go. trying to be optimistic. I will tell you that when I saw that that was the potential f- for what was going on, is that <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna try and enact the curse again. Well, I kind of yeah. went wait 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 wait. That just no. I'm a little struggle with that because that's that's taking a step backwards. That's not progressing the story. Yep. That takes it backwards. Mm-hmm. And and with all the things that that we know, I mean, up to the end, I was like, this this show is so cool, man. You know, yeah. Rumple using the 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 force magic to open the door and all kinds of really cool stuff mm-hmm. that that we've learned now that they can do. Yeah. And then they go back to the beginning yeah. to do it again. I was just like, really? And again, Rumpel even said, without your parents' true love woven into it. Uh yeah, but well, you know, then okay. Even you can't break the curse. See, I don't understand that. It should have been the you know, is it text? Is it, if you re, is it? See, that's what I don't understand. What it actually was that dark curse? Was it a potion, or was it? Do you have to read the the words on the scroll? I don't know. See, I, I mean, remember. that's what I. I don't remember if we ever saw I, that. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, that's all I got. I don't want to keep talking but i've i've said my piece uh we're, we're still um optimistic yeah but i needed to express myself some people think that we need to express what we don't like and i did tonight yes no i believe me so, i agree with you i'm not keen on that nope. potential for what they're gonna do if that's mm-hmm. really what they're gonna go nope. with it but I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because, again, promos and everything sometimes uh, mislead us down a path we aren't sure. Yeah, they're it, take. it could be old footage from season one and two, and maybe that's that. Maybe they're 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 kind of leading us there. I don't think it's there, that. But. I think that there is potential for okay. what we're looking at, but I have a feeling it's not going to end the way we think it's going to. Let's bring Ruby back, more Belle in high heels, and less dark curses. I don't think that's we're going to. I don't think we're going to have Ruby back. Unfortunately, that's, I just anyway. All right. So if you would like to contact us. And uh, send in your email or voicemail for consideration to be included for the main show. You can do that at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. If you'd like to connect with us, we invite you to do that. And you can get that information at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. Uh, So we have a lot of great information in the show notes, and you can get to that by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 195. That's the number of our podcast. And so to give some reminders about uh, what we would like you to do, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Don Juanito. This is Don Juanito again. I wanted to remind you that my birthday is coming up. I won't tell you which day, so you have to call the psychic friends or someone else to find out which which day. But I also want to tell you, please tweet while you listen to our podcast. Yeah, you can do it. You can multitask. You can listen to the podcast and you can tweet. You can say, I am listening to at O-U-A-T podcast and say that Don Juanito is a heck of a guy. He could be my captain if he was a captain. Anyway, please tweet while you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. It really helps out and is spreading the word and we're getting more listeners and we love new listeners and we love old listeners too, not by age. You know, we love all listeners, everybody. So thank you so much. Hello again, everyone. This is Don Juanito. Do you need something from Amazon? If you do, like I do, I use store.onceuponatimepodcast.com. 
You type that in your address bar. You go to Amazon. You get what you want. And the podcast gets a little bit of a percentage. Just a little bit. And it helps us to keep going in the podcast. And you get whatever you want. So please, once you type that in and use the link, then save it in your favorite so you can go back again anytime you want to. You can shop on Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, any day, Thursday, Wednesday, Arbor Day, the day that you learn to tie your shoe and then you use an anniversary all the time. Please use that for us. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. This is Don Juanito. Please, please, please subscribe to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Make sure that you find the one with the pirate and the swords and the apple with the skull in it. That's the one on iTunes that you need to subscribe to. And then you take your hand. And how many fingers you have? Unless you are a lost boy and you've lost a finger or something. Normally you have five fingers. One, two, three, four, five. Please leave that number star rating for our podcast. And the review. We really appreciate it. It helps other people see the podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much. All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, and thank you for listening. However yep. you listened, however you found us, uh, please continue to spread the word. We appreciate it. I want to send big love out to everybody. It is the holiday season. It is getting crazy. We went out to eat tonight and just getting a parking spot. It's just kooky crazy. So we send big love out to everybody and take what you need and pass it on. Uh, even with this, time of year when it's fun and everything it can get stressful so hang in there please hang in there and uh, we hope that you know we bring some enjoyable escapism uh, with this great show and uh, some fun here and there for you so anyway that's it uh, we will be talking at you in a few days so uh, send in your uh, feedback uh, for consideration to be included uh, into the main show. And thank mm -hmm. you so much. And we will be talking at you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs>